1: Hello, and welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. I'm your host, Matt D'Elia, and this is our very first episode. I am very excited, and I hope you are too. Thank you for listening. Um, Just real quick, some of you might know this, uh, some of you might not, but the gist of the show, uh, it is born out of um, my general confusion about what the fuck is going on in the world. I look at the news. I step outside. I look what people are doing. I go online and I just think, what the fuck is happening? So the idea is to have guests on who can um, help me understand what the fuck is happening. Uh, Anyone from experts to freaks, anyone who can shine a line on things that confuse me or make me mad or make me laugh. Um, So yeah, that's the idea. And our first guest fits right in with that. This is a guy I was really, really excited to talk to. He is a former congressman from Illinois, a Tea Party Republican, uh, which puts him all the way on the other side of the political spectrum from where I am. He's obviously far on the right. And his name is Joe Walsh. He's got a popular radio show called The Joe Walsh Show, and he's uh, he's just a big conservative voice, and uh, he's somebody I've been following for years. And though we disagree on almost everything, there is one thing we strongly agree about, and that's President Donald Trump. I obviously don't like Donald Trump. He, this is one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to him, he is the only prominent Republican voice that, at least that I'm aware of, in the public in the public sphere, let's say who changed his mind. He really supported and wanted Donald Trump to be president at first. He beat Hillary. And as he took office and started to be the way he is, uh, Trump that is started, you know, lying and, uh, just kind of being fucking the Trump. We all have come to know. Uh, he really did a one eighty, and now he's very, very outspoken about how much he really doesn't like him. And that's something I've not seen. Obviously, I know about the Never Trumpers on the right. I know about uh, the people who didn't support Trump and then came to heel um, like a bunch of fucking brainwashed weirdos. But Joe is the only one uh, that I'm aware of with a big voice who at first really wanted him and now fucking hates him. And so that's something I really respect, regardless of ideology. I just like when people can openly and honestly change their mind and stand by it i find that to be rare especially now so um yeah this was a good conversation we disagree about a lot we agree about a lot we have some fun we say fuck a lot i had fun joe had fun joe said he had fun as long as he's not fucking lying i think he did so um i hope you guys like it oh also this was recorded a couple weeks ago uh before the democratic debates so it's not brand new and also it explains why i speak kindly about joe biden because it was before he made a fool of himself on that stage um but yeah so now i gotta pick a new fucking candidate um anyway i'm in the process of that but enjoy the episode thank you so much for listening and um here's uh my conversation with joe walsh Party Republican. That's who you are. That's what you're about. I've been following you on Twitter a long time. Um, uh, we don't necessarily agree a lot politically, but I'm a big fan of yours. I, I like what you're saying, and I think it's. Uh, I think you're fun, and it's cool. It's really cool to hear the things you have to say. I listen to your radio show. I. Uh, I mean, there's a million things we could talk about. Uh, I think what I'm, I'm, and definitely my listeners would be most interested in, is. Your journey with, with Trump, President Trump, has really fascinated me from the start. You're the very rare case, in fact, the only case I can think of, that supported his election wanted him as president. And then obviously now you are where you are. If you could walk me through that a bit, just to kind of tell me about your journey, because I think it's extremely unique among Republicans to me, to my
2: eye. Yeah, and no, Matt, Matt, again, great to be with you. It is. Look, I'm the only conservative talk radio host who actually doesn't like Trump. Yeah. Um, I, you know, to, again, to cut to the chase, look, it was him and Hillary in 16. Hillary sucked. Yeah. Um, that never an option. I, I never followed Trump that much in his prior life. I just figured he was a goof. Right. Um, uh, but I figured if, if he wins, maybe I'll get a tax cut. Maybe we'll get a good Supreme Court justice or two. Right. That was I, I didn't like him. I mean, I when I voted for him. But but then I'll tell you what, Matt, Helsinki was the final straw for me. He lost me in Helsinki. The guy stands in front of the world and he says, I believe Putin and not my own people. That was treasonous. Yeah. And it's all, all downhill since then. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, re- I actually remember that. I remember your uh, you on Twitter when that happened. It was almost, in real time, I was sort of watching it unfold. And I, I was sort of surprised. I'm just generally surprised when his supporters can't admit when he fucks up, does something wrong. You know, because yeah. for me, I liked Obama. When he would fuck up, I was fine saying he fucked up because— who, who cares, really? Ultimately, it's about what's best for what I think is the right thing to do. I mean, we're all different individual people. We all have our ideas. But I just don't get the um, the kowtowing in every way. Just everything he does is right, and it seems like a, a strange brainwash that, you know, is almost of the old world totalitarian 20th century type of thing. You know what I mean?
2: Well. I- Yeah. And Matt, think about it. This whole Iran thing last night. So he, he orders a missile strike. Yeah. He calls it off after it's begun because he found out people might die. Hello. Where was he before he ordered the goddamn strike? (laughs) Look, um, Matt, this is what's fascinating because 80 to 90% of my radio audience are mega heads. They love the guy. I am amazed that I still have a show. I'm serious. Yeah. Um, I think you raise a really interesting question. I think the deal is they got so much invested yeah. in this guy, so much. And our politics sucks right now. They consider the other side like the left. They really believe they will destroy the country. Yeah. So this guy's a son of a bitch, but I don't care. The left is going to ruin America. And and I think it's that feeling that just allows them to ignore i mean matt every time he opens his mouth he lies yeah and and, and that doesn't bother my listeners it's crazy
1: and I, I you know i listen to your show but obviously you are there for every caller what why why can't they just say ah oh, fuck i hate this guy but he's giving me the stuff i want right because to me it's like I don't understand why there's that dissonance for them, why they can't distinguish between those two things. It's And then it almost goes further into a psychophantic type of thing where it's almost like teams, one against the other, and you've got to support your team even if they're in a slump or even if they say shitty stuff to the media, whatever. It just... It, it, it fucking grosses me out, and I don't know where to put that in my brain. You know, you say 80% of your listeners um, are feel this way, but but, how, what what makes them still listen to you? you? You see what I'm saying? Like, How do they still hear you saying what you say in an unbridled way? I mean, you don't go back at all about Trump. I mean, you look, take one look at your Twitter feed. It's like it stands right. out almost more than anything else. So what yeah. do you think? Why can they listen to you and not somebody else about that kind of thing, I guess?
2: All right, so, so my weird theory is that I think they still listen to me because publicly I'm saying what a lot of them feel privately, and they don't have the balls to say it. yeah for a lot of the reasons you and I just said, right. Matt, I feed the world in like hate listeners too. a lot of people who listen to me who hate me and and, and the other thing though is they know who I am like yeah. you and I disagree on a lot of issues. Right. I am. You know, I, I'm a crazy conservative, so I got that behind me. I'm not like some squishy rhino Republican sure, yeah. who's off after Trump. But I think I say publicly what a lot of them wish they could say privately. But look, man, Matt, you know, the world now sucks. They go listen to Hannity. Yeah. And Hannity, Hannity licks this guy's boots every yeah. damn night. And so they go listen to me, and then they go listen to Hannity, who makes them feel better.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Hannity thing. Almost trips me out more than his fans, let's call them, because he's in the media and he's basically a mouthpiece. And it and it kind of, yeah. I mean, the, the idea, even this, the the thought of him saying something negative about Trump is just, I'm going to say it outright, is impossible. And that's that's definitely a problem. And here's 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 where I'm coming from. I watch CNN. Or I watch MSNBC, and I think, you know, I'm on the left, but what the fuck are these guys talking about? This is bullshit, right? Often. I often think this is, like, lefty bullshit, whatever. It's It seems like propaganda at times. I don't ever get that from the Fox News listeners, if if you know what yeah. I'm saying. So I, 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 I guess I have a hard time understanding why Hannity isn't ever really called out for that kind of stuff on his own side. It's almost... It's almost like as long as he's, he's siding with us, we don't give a fuck. And that kind of, yeah, I don't know. It just feels so wrong to me. You know, it just feels wrong. I don't get it it. Uh,
2: it, it, me it, 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 it. it is wrong. But I mean, again, Matt, think about it. How the hell could a guy like Trump get elected? It's because our entire politics is fucked up. Yeah. I mean, the Republican party sucks. The Democrat party sucks. The media kind of is out of touch. Yeah. Our political system Matt I think is broken and that that's the only way you get a guy like Trump look I was on a panel about a month ago with four other conservative talk radio guys and we were all asked the question and the other three said I will not criticize Trump it's my job not to criticize him because CNN MSNBC they go after him all the time and I sat there and I said how can you do that? I mean, yeah. I can't. First of all, I, I can't say what I don't believe, so I could never lie on right. the radio. Yeah. But in in a weird way, Matt, they do. The Hannitys and the rest of them, they do because they don't say what they believe; they say what they think they want their listeners to hear. I guess.
1: Yeah, that's a fucking dark thought. Speaking of 20th century totalitarians, I mean, it's like the news media. On the the problem is to me when I listen to either Fox or cnn whatever msnbc it's literally like they're reporting on different countries oh totally and i don't know how many people rotate like that between one and the other but i do because it it's fascinating but it's also it's like living in a funhouse mirror version of the world because depending upon what radio station you listen to what channel you're watching You're just going to think different stuff unless you know better.
2: Yeah. No, Matt, you're you're spot on, brother. You're spot on. We we live in two different countries. I mean, you and I are unusual. So for a living, I have to watch CNN and Fox. Right. And you're right. You turn on those two networks every night, you're getting a completely different set of facts. They're not even talking about the same topics. Yeah. So we live in our tribes, uh... Uh, we live in our corners and I'll tell you what, the people in Trump's corner, they're not going to leave. him.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, there's nothing he can do. I mean, when he said the thing about, I can shoot somebody on fifth Avenue and no one would care. I thought, Oh, there's no fucking chance. He's going to get in trouble for saying that. And it turned out to be the, the truest thing he ever said. Actually, it's the, it's the truest It has the most truth value to anything he's ever said. And that, I guess he knew that before we all did, but fuck man, I, I don't get it. But, you know, what you're saying reminds me of something you say a lot. You talk about the country being broken and it's not going to get put back together again. I agree. So tell me about that a little bit in terms of outlook. Where the fuck are we going? What's up?
2: Break break us up now, Matt. You and I may live in different countries, but I'll come visit you. I promise. (laughs) No, look, it's again if you were starting america from scratch right now and you took us as we are right now there's no fucking way you'd make us one country yeah uh the, the people in your neck of the woods most of the people in your neck of the woods believe in a totally different set of values than the people in the middle of tennessee yeah i, I mean comp- and, and to make no judgment on either side sure. So it's like, why try to force us together? It's like what they're trying to do with Europe right now. You know, the whole EU bullshit, Spain, England, Germany, they're completely separate countries. You can make them into one country. Same thing, Tennessee and California, completely different countries. I don't think we'll ever be united again. It's pretty difficult to formally break up though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like that's just never actually going to happen. So what I look at is, I mean, it's not our job to necessarily come up with a solution, but when I look at it, I just think, well, it's only getting worse. Yeah. And if Trump wins or loses in 2020, it looks like it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. If he loses, I mean, I don't want him to win, but fuck, if he loses, it might just get even worse than if if someone else wins just in terms of the split that you're kind of talking about, you know? Um and speaking of the split you're talking about I heard you the other day actually talking about 2020 and I haven't heard anybody say anything like this but 2020 is a choice between what was it uh bad and wrong is that right bad wrong. <laughs>
2: I mean yeah bad wrong that you got me in trouble did it well yeah cuz look Matt I I get my head pounded from management most every week cuz you know again in my business they want us all to be trump cheerleaders i can't do that because i got to say what i believe and so when i look at 2020 to me trump's bad yeah. he's bad for the country where i come down philosophically elizabeth warren bernie all these people they're wrong yeah. on the issues but i don't think they're bad people sure, you know what yeah. i mean yeah, yeah so so i got i got like no choice what are you
1: gonna do if you don't mind me asking i mean how do you feel about what the fuck somebody like you is supposed to do
2: Maybe I'll run for president. I don't know, Matt. Uh, I, I'll vote Libertarian. I'll vote something else. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't like this whole lesser of two evils thing. Yeah. I kind of did that in 16, and that still doesn't taste real good to me. Right. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm probably older than you. Uh, I, I love Reagan, man. I mean, Reagan yeah. was the last president that I loved. I haven't liked a politician since then. I mean, we're getting pretty crappy people running for president these days. That's a problem. So you would include Bush
1: in those shitty presidents, then?
2: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Iraq. Well, you look back, Matt, at how screwed up the Iraq invasion was. What that did. Yeah. Why the hell still in Afghanistan? I mean, yeah. uh George W. And he spent a lot of money. He increased the debt. He was a disaster as a president.
1: That's interesting. So you know the rise of the Tea Party. I guess I look at it and I think that's almost a reaction to Obama, but if, I think it might have started before that, right? It was W It
2: yeah. was a reaction to W when the economy went south and Bush gave all these bailouts to all these big corporations right. that, that started putting us into debt. Look, Matt, when I say I think we're philosophically, we're broken up, uh, I believe in the country we were given, which basically is, it's my life, it's my money, it's my guns, it's my family, Government stay the hell out of my life. I mean that's the country I believe in. Mm-hmm. Most people today, Matt, believe in want government doing a lot more. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the divide. Republican and Democrat. That's true. You know, yeah. they all believe they all believe in their big governments.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. And there's just no way that's going away ever. So No. I find no. yeah, I find that to be I don't know. I mean I look at I look at Trump and I think about You know i look at him as almost a reaction to obama you know the, the 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 rising anger about him and then you know hillary steps in and she's a robot and even the people that vote for her are punching <laughs> their fucking ballot like you know holding their breath uh um i even did you know i voted for hillary i really wanted her to be president but yeah. it just seemed pretty obvious from early on that she was a really shitty candidate And, you know, what you're saying, lesser of two evils, I just went the other way. Um, And I look at I look at 2020 and I think if Trump wins again, the biggest concern for me is just whoever wins in 2024 is just going to be way further left than even me in almost a reactive way, the way Trump was. Uh, And so I know your politics align with that. But just generally, what's your view? Because I, I see it as just a pendulum swinging back and forth further and further each time it gains momentum. You know, So Trump swings far to the right after Obama's far to the left. My concern is it's just going to swing way the fuck left as yeah. a reaction to no Trump, no Trump, no Trump. And so let's say Biden doesn't win in 2020 or whoever the fuck else it is. I think we're looking at dangerous territory of something swinging way too fucking far the other way on the left. And I don't know if you have feelings about that, or if you thought about that, because when I looked at the Tea Party trajectory, I know that's your party, but I see that as gaining momentum, festering as a reaction to Obama, coalescing while Obama's there and rising in power, right?
2: Yeah. Well, look, the, uh, the Tea Party um, was a movement of people who are pissed off about all this debt. And all the deficits and that's bankrupt in future generations. Right. I, I don't think Trump was a reaction to Obama. Okay. I think Trump was like a middle finger to, and I hate to use this word, Matt, to the to the elites, yeah. like the Hollywood elites and the New York elites and the D.C. elites. Yeah. It was like a middle finger to the whole political system. And, and Hillary sucked. Yeah. You can't you can't underestimate that enough. Yeah. Joe Biden would have beaten Trump four years oh, ago. Yeah. I Hey, Matt, I think Bernie would have beaten Trump in 16. Yeah, I agree. So Hillary was just an unusually bad candidate for the time because about half the country raised their middle finger and they said, I'm sick of all these elites telling me how to live. And Trump benefited from that. Trump doesn't believe in a damn thing. He's not a conservative or a liberal or anything. And and the funny thing about him, Matt, is from your perspective, he's done a lot of things um, like on the right, He doesn't care about policy. He just wants to be president. So he's hired a lot of conservative people who have done their things.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: He doesn't give a damn about policy. It's just all about Trump.
1: Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I feel that, too. I look at him and I think he doesn't believe anything. Anything. He just had an opening on the right, so he took that opening. I
2: mean, I don't know. He tapped into the anger, man. And and Rubio and Jeb and all these other meatheads, they didn't see it coming. Trump, to his credit, saw how pissed off a lot of people were about, like, the border and the wall and people in this country illegally. Trump, all he did cynically was tap into that, and that got him elected. Yeah. Um, But he doesn't believe in anything. He doesn't believe in the wall. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff.
0: Yeah,
1: that's true. That's fucked up. Speaking of Rubio... His turnaround on Trump, fucking is. Forgive my language, but he strikes me as the biggest pussy on earth, and he just. I these polit. This is something I want to talk to you about as well. Career politicians, you talk about this sometimes. What? Why is? What the fuck? How, why is this allowed? I mean, it, it turns into they win and then they're just running again, like the moment they're elected. And yeah. you were one, a one-term guy, and I don't think you planned on staying long regardless. I, did you even run no. again for re-election? I don't know. But I know you weren't planning on staying no matter what because I believe, t- tell me if I'm wrong, but that's, in your eyes, the founding father's vision, right? I mean, we, we did. Right, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, bingo, man. I mean, look. When I got elected, I said, there's no way on God's green earth I'm going to serve more than six years. Right. I'm going to go back home and somebody else can serve. Um, the, I think one of the first bills I introduced in Congress was a term limits bill, limiting every member of Congress in the House and the Senate. I think I got maybe three or four people to co-sign that legislation. Yeah. So that ain't happening. <laughs> but uh, the only way any – any of this shit is going to be stopped is if I think Matt, American people wake up and get off their ass. I think, I think underlying all our problems as a country is we got too damn many people in this country are, who are fat, lazy, and stupid. And it's easy to blame the politicians and they suck, Yeah. but people don't pay attention. And maybe Matt, maybe Trump's election will wake people up. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know either. I mean, I
1: thought I'll tell you what, I thought a lot of things. And now yeah. when I have a gut feeling, I just think, I can't fucking trust that. I thought no one was going to vote for Trump. I thought everyone was going to turn on Trump while he's here. His approval rating in, your, in the Republican Party is through the fucking roof. Yeah. It's just like, I look at the guy and I think, that's a fucking sociopath liar. And it's instant for me. I don't question it. It's just obvious to me. But then I listen to these people who utterly adore him. And I feel like an alien. I feel like I don't know what the fuck's going on, you know, because I don't give a shit if someone's going to do the things that I want them to do. If that guy's a piece of shit, I don't want him in charge of anything. You know, I'll take the next guy. I'll take the loss. I don't really care. You know, I just would rather. I mean, I think you and I, this is what we align on the most. That guy, specifically a person like that, has no business being president.
2: Hey, Hey, Matt. The guy has been a con artist his whole life. Yeah, I mean, Think about it. From day one, his entire life is a fraud, yeah. and he got elected president. I get into fights with my listeners and followers all the time because uh, they say, I-, I-, I fundamentally could never support Trump because I think he lies yeah. every time he opens his mouth. How can you support a president who lies like this? But his supporters, my listeners, they say to me all the time, uh, Joe, I don't give a damn if he lies. All politicians lie. He's lying on my behalf. And then I say, Matt, I say, I say to my listeners, he's acting like a king. Yeah. We don't have kings in this country. And they say to me, Matt, I don't care if he's a king. He's my king.
1: Fucking hell.
2: So, so there we are.
1: You know, you talk about fat, stupid, and lazy. Yeah. The voters... They just don't care i mean what is it not even half the population votes i guess right which Uh, is way less yeah that's very strange to me just in general
2: by the way by the way matt both sides now i will tell you you're you're a smart guy and you pay attention to this stuff when obama got elected there were a lot of us on the right who thought there are a lot of people on the left who ended up worshiping barack obama so you had some of that as well. Totally. And, and you got stupidity on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. We're, t- we're seeing it right now with Trump.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, it's true. I mean, I wanted Obama. I liked a lot of the stuff he did, but yeah, there are the people who just, he's a God and he can just, whatever he does is the thing that I wanted to. And it almost is a, a, cult of personality that it's become now. And I feel like, I mean, before the election, just the media—the way the media reported on Trump—I'm just looking at it thinking, this guy's getting the fucking best f- free press that, that ever happened, you know. And, yeah. And it—it's yeah. because he's loud and bombastic, and everybody wants to hear the next thing he said. But the line between entertainment and what he's going to do while he's in office—it seems to be blurred. It's almost like the name value recognition was all that fucking mattered, and that confuses the shit out of me as well.
2: And um, part of Trump's magic is his strategy is he throws so much shit against the wall every day that people get exhausted. Yeah. I mean, everything he does is a scandal. Everything he does is corrupt. So you really don't even know what to chase or follow. I I will say this again, Matt, going back to our founders, our founders never wanted the president to be a big deal. Our founders believed Congress is where all the shit should happen over the last hundred years we've turned our presidents into almost kings our founders wouldn't be happy with that at all
1: do you think people even know that that's true across the board yeah i don't think so either
2: look at the constitution i mean it's all about what congress should do yeah they barely gave the president any authority to do anything right yeah um Hey, Matt, who do you, do you like any of these guys on the, the Democrat field so far? Do you like?
1: It's tough because I've always liked Joe Biden. I really – I've always liked him. Uh, I actually wanted him to win the nomination when Obama won the nomination. Um, yeah. Uh, so I've always liked him and I always thought – because the way I think of it right now is – to me, I, I know a lot of people say Trump's going to win no matter what re-election is his. I look at it no, and no I thing. think – I think Democrats are gonna win as long as they don't fuck it up, but nobody's better at fucking up than the Democrats. So I have no faith in, in that to happen. So I think Biden has the best chance to win. And I know that's sort of like the common refrain among people sort of in the middle left, I guess. But, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to pick from that field. I just think him on a stage with Trump seems like someone that can go toe-to-toe with that sort yeah. of brand of politics that might not get swallowed whole, you know.
2: Um yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think Biden would beat him. Yeah. I I tend to think that and all the polling supports this on the Democrat side, they just want to beat Trump. Yeah. and and, and they would rather support a candidate who can beat him than a candidate they like. I mean, Democrats kicked Republicans butt yeah. in 2018. Let's not forget that. Yeah, um, It was all because of Trump. In every special election since Trump got elected around the country, Democrat vote has been through the roof. I, I, I'm a contrarian on this. I think Democrats are fired up. I think no matter who the nominee is, they're gonna be the favorite. I think Trump's gonna have a real hard time getting reelected. So you think against even someone like,
1: I don't know, uh, Buttigieg, yeah, the- Buttigieg Warren—they're all going to win. You think, unless they fuck it up.
2: Yeah, unless they fuck it up. Because Matt, I, again, I believe the Democrats. We've seen this in every election since Trump won. Look, Trump woke up. Trump woke you up. Yeah. Uh, so many Dem. Why did Trump win? Trump won because Hillary sucked, and he still barely won by like seventy thousand votes yeah. in Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So many Democrats, Matt, stayed home. Because they didn't think this guy would win, they didn't take him seriously. Yeah. they're not they're not staying home anymore. They're not going to be surprised by Trump again. Democrat yeah. motivation, I think, is going to be through the roof.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. But uh, never, I like to say, never underestimate how badly the Democrats will fuck everything up. Because I, you know, I thought, I mean, not to this extent, but I thought the Democrats would win when Bush was running again. And then they picked oh. John Kerry, who's a fucking dead <laughs> weight. And I just thought, you're going to pick the most boring guy in the room. Yeah, no shit he's going to lose, you know. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, so. I
2: will, I will say this, though, Matt. You, the way the Dems would fuck up is if they do nominate a candidate who does, in fact, promise all this free shit. Yeah. Like, I, I think America is moving toward a socialist country. But I don't think we're quite there yet. So if you get a nominee who says, "Damn it, free college, free healthcare, free birth control," that's going to wig out a lot of people in the middle.
1: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're actually right. So, but that's interesting that you think we're going that. So you think we're going that way regardless, socially?
2: No matter what. I, I don't think it matters who wins in 2020, man. Matt, we're walking down that road. We're we're heading down that road. Yeah. Tell me about so, that. Well, I mean, and again, it makes me sad because we were given a country where here's a free people Governments stay the hell out of our lives over the course of the last 150 years. All we've done is increase the size and power of government. And I think we've weakened us as a people, but both parties have done it to us. And I don't, I don't see it changing. How do you go back? How do you go back to freedom? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: guess, I mean, it's, I look at it and I think that what I find most interesting right now about the moment we're in is that, Populism seems to be king, and Trump is totally that on the right. And you look at somebody on the left, you know, it's it's in Bernie's message, you know. I mean, that was why he caught fire. And, yeah. you know, I am I, – if there's anybody on the earth I like the least, it might be Steve Bannon. But I think he's right when he talks about it's either populist uh, socialism or Trump again. And I think that's an interesting – perspective and it kind of aligns with what you're saying and i think that speaks to i guess the 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 pendulum swing just keeps going further and further one way the other one way the other and you look at somebody like ocasio cortez who i know you how you feel about her i like her i see what she's doing i don't agree with her on everything but you know she's
2: the star she's tough yeah she's tough And I'll tell you what, Matt, I get pissed off at my listeners who call in and call her stupid. She's not stupid. She is what she believes. And you look at what she's accomplished, hats off to her. I got a hell of a lot of respect for her.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I agree with her policies more than you do. So, so I agree, but, um, it's, it's interesting to see, um, the, the cult of personality being sort of that's who you pin the tail on because they're just going to go, go, go. And, and whoever has that thing, it's almost like I think about that Howard Dean moment, which when he yeah. squeals on camera and it's like, hey, man, you you're never going to be fucking president because you just look like that on national television, you know, um, and that, yeah. you know, what you, you said something earlier about Trump and he he's just constantly in some scandal one way or the other. And it's never ending. People don't have time to focus on the thing because there's always the next thing. And that's almost like a part of his sick genius. And that exhausts people capacity to understand even what's true, because he'll throw out any answer at any given time about any given thing. You know,
2: I mean, he's talking. He does, about, he, he does it on purpose. He wakes up every morning and he says to himself, where the hell am I going to take this country today? Yeah. How am I going to do- achieve How am I going to distract people today? What am I going to lie about today? And then he sends out a tweet. Um, Pete Buttigieg, one of your candidates, actually, I thought, had the best advice when it comes to Trump. He said, just ignore him. Just ignore him. Trump would go crazy if people ignored him. I mean, he's got to be the center of attention in everything. Yeah, It's impossible to ignore him. True. I mean, that's.
1: That's true. You know, um, it would starve his ego for sure to, uh, feel ignored. Um, or even just shrug him off. I mean, you think about it, shrug him off. I can't imagine something that would piss him off more than that. You know, uh, it's like a little kid. Um, I want, you talk some, uh, just to switch gears a little bit. You, I I feel like sometimes you use the phrase deep state and I'm curious as to what you mean by that, because I hear it And it means a bunch of different things sometimes, you know. I hear it from QAnon people, and they're fucking wingnuts. So you don't mean that. So tell me what you mean.
2: And and actually, uh, Matt, I have fun with that phrase. Okay. Sean Hannity must must say it every morning when he wakes up. I mean, so many people on our side are obsessed with the deep state. What is it? They believe it's like people, major numbers of people inside the government trying to run our lives. And they believe— Kennedy and the rest of them believe that there are people in the FBI and the CIA who are trying to take down Trump. I think it's all a bunch of bullshit. I think there are some people in every government agency who are bad people and they got to be rooted out. But no, I mean this notion of the deep state, this is crap that people on my side throw to our listeners uh, to get them all revved up. It pisses me off.
1: It just seems like such a ridiculous claim. I mean it's so hard yeah. to – get a secret coalition anywhere to do anything. And it's almost like there's no critical thought about, well, how could that even be possible? How could that even work?
2: Well, and and Matt, it's like people on my side say the deep state tried to stop Trump from winning. Right. Um, Hello, Russia was screwing around with our election. You had all these contacts between the Trump campaign and Russia, the FBI had to look into it. They would have been like negligent. Right. They not have done their jobs if they didn't look into it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's this whole conspiratorial thing that's going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. it, when, at a time when knowledge is readily attainable with the Internet, you can just click on something and learn something. Yeah. You've got to be able to sift through the shit. But I'm seeing people get dumber not smarter and i'm curious about your take on that because you must run into that a lot you know uh well,
2: well, I, yeah I, I say it all the time on my show you, you're you're not going to get smarter if you only listen to people who agree with you yeah. that but you know like you and i we we listen to and watch all viewpoints yeah. most of my audience just takes in fox news every night and that's all they're being told And so they're being told that there are a thousand people in the FBI who are actively trying to take Donald Trump down. And they're being told that Hillary was the one who colluded. And they're being told this every damn night.
1: Yeah. What's the deal with people still being obsessed with Hillary? What the fuck is that? She lost.
2: (laughs) She lost. She's nobody now. She's just a citizen. Who cares? Hey, a, a, Matt, at Trump's rally this last week, announcing his he's running again, yeah. they were chanting "Lock her up." So, so like nothing's changed. Um, but again, that's all that's all Trump's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trump, Trump doesn't believe in anything. He's ignorant. He doesn't read anything. All it is, this is like this is like a TV show to him. That's all it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and as long as he's a star, he's happy, I guess. I mean, did, yeah. you, did you see that uh, Stephanopoulos interview with him? <laughs> the thing yeah. with the polls, it, it, it. I'm a film writer. I'm in the film industry, right? Yeah. That scene in the limo re- plays like a fucking satire because yes. Stephanopoulos is talking about polls and how he's trailing in 15 out of 17 states. And Trump tells him, no, you didn't see those polls, right? And what, I mean, how do you, I think the problem with him is that he says shit that you can't even respond to, because what are you going to say, yes, I did see those polls? Like, that—that wh- wh- fu- that is so fucking strange to me, that he gets away with saying things like that, and then it's just on to the next. I mean, it's kind of what you're talking about, right? But... He'll just deny the simplest true thing. And if he denies it and tweets about it, then whoever's listening
2: thinks it. And 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 Matt, they were his own polls.
0: Right. right. They were yeah.
2: his internal polls that somebody one of his pollsters leaked. That's the other thing, Matt. Uh, his White House leaks more than any other White House has leaked. Yeah. People who People who work for him, Matt, are miserable. Yeah. I mean, miserable. He's a crappy guy to work for. He's he's not loyal to anybody but Trump. You saw that thing with Mick Mulvaney the other day during the Stephanopoulos interview. The guy coughs, and Trump loses his shit because his chief of staff coughed. Yeah, and he calls him out on national TV. I mean, look. And I got elected with Mick Mulvaney. We're friends. Mm-hmm. I I could never sell my soul like so many of these people doing work for him. I I don't, it amazes me that people are able to do it.
0: Yeah,
1: it's really cringeworthy. I mean, Mulvaney in particular, wasn't he he anti I mean, he spoke out against Trump a bunch before he was chief of staff, right?
2: Well, they they all did. And you talked about Rubio earlier, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, Rubio said, this guy is a con artist who's unfit to be president. That was Rubio three years ago, and there was Rubio in Florida this past week cheering him on. That just sucked. It's yeah. I guess right? so. We're talking about
1: opportunism and just wanting to remain in favor with his with their base,
2: right? Well, yeah. So it's like it's like me. If I were still in Congress, the pressure would be great to white Trump speed every day so that you'll get reelected. Right. It's the same thing on the radio. We have pressure on the radio to say that Trump walks on water every day, because uh, that's where the ratings are. Um, and most people will do it.
1: Yeah, Tell, why? Like, what, just because they want to stay politicians?
2: Money. What is that? Man, come on now, money, ratings, right. a job, yeah. salary. I yeah. mean, look, what I'm doing is, uh, and I don't know how long I can keep doing it. What I'm doing is kind of unusual. I yeah. mean, I don't know if anybody else on the radio is doing it. The ratings, the money, the glory, you can, uh, Trump will invite you to the White House. Uh, that, that's probably hard to walk away from.
1: I just think, I just think they must feel like such pieces of shit when they
2: go home at night. But maybe not. Maybe not. But don't you think, Matt, they're going to feel like pieces of shit? If he loses next year, what what are they gonna do?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: It's what are they gonna do? I because 'cause we're gonna... not gonna forget. We're not gonna forget how they worshiped this guy. I'm not gonna let people forget yeah. how Kennedy and Laura Ingram worship this guy.
1: Yeah. I mean the had thing, didn't Trump
2: bring him on fucking stage with him or
1: something? Wasn't that
2: geez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They talk Matt, they probably talk four or five times a day. Think about that. Think about that.
1: That's, that's scary.
2: That is scary. Yeah. 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 But my audience loves it, Matt. My audience loves it.
1: (laughs) That's a trip. That's a, that's a serious trip. Trying to understand that. Um, I guess switching gears a little bit, maybe into stuff we might disagree with about a bit more, uh, some more culture stuff. I'm out here in California, which I know, uh, is the land of ideas that you're not into, (laughs) but, uh,
2: Hey, I'll I bet you, Matt, you and I are actually closer on a lot of ideas than we think. Yeah,
1: I agree with that. And I I, I mean, I, I would say I know that because I listen to you and I think we're not that far apart. There's just some – I look at the wedge issues with someone like me and someone like you, and it seems more cultural than it is uh, political or even – I mean, taxes maybe a little bit. But, you know, I think we're talking about – Guns, abortion, things that are the hot button issues of the day, you know, uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm curious about you look at uh, California. I know a lot of states now legalizing some drugs, legalizing marijuana. I'm, I'm assuming. I mean, tell me how you feel about that.
2: Uh, all all over. I think it's a great idea. My state of Illinois, where I live, just legalized marijuana. I think it's a great idea. It should be legalized around the whole country. I'm, I'm basically pretty libertarian with a couple exceptions. Right. And what what would you say
1: those exceptions are? What are we talking about?
2: Well, uh, uh, I, I would say the abortion issue. Um, so the life issue is it's an interesting one, Matt. So I am libertarian. I want government to stay the hell out of my business but what makes abortion a tough issue for me is I believe that's a life, and I believe government has a duty to protect life. So that's why that one—that one you and I would probably disagree with. Look on guns, I'm a big gun guy. I think you and I have a right to carry a gun wherever we want to carry a gun. Um, so, is, so we're talking.
1: So, not to get too far into the weeds here, but if you're yeah. talking abortion, so you think the moment of conception is. That's a human.
2: Yes. So, yeah, So, you and I will probably disagree on this. I think the moment of conception, human life has been created. And I don't want my government doing a lot of things, but government has a duty to protect life. So it's got to protect that life. Now, I, I realize, Matt, that this is a tough issue. Yeah. And most of the country. Hey, look, most of the country is not where I am. I think most of the country on abortion is at that point of viability. Like, when when you can take the fetus out and it can survive on its own, Mm -hmm. then at that point, government's got to protect it. And a woman can't have a late-term abortion. That baby could survive on its own. I think that's where most people
1: are. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And then about guns, I mean, I know where you stand on guns, but I'm curious as to your take on I mean, you look at the numbers, mass shootings here, school shootings, work shootings, public event shooting. It's just what the fuck is going on there? That doesn't really happen anywhere else.
2: Not near the rate it happens here. Uh, True. Uh, We have more guns than anybody, no doubt. Uh, And you know what? We do a shitty job in this country of dealing with mental health. Uh We got a lot of sick people in this country we don't take care of. Our families have broken down. You look at a lot of these mass shooters. These are isolated, lonely people who had screwed up families. Look, I I understand it's a problem, and we want to do the best job we can, Matt, to make sure that bad people don't have guns. But you don't do that by taking away guns from law-abiding people. That's my whole thing.
1: So... Is that what they're talking about, though, taking them away? Is that what would happen? Or would it be they can't buy certain guns?
2: Well, this is an issue where Democrats got to be careful because you actually do have a few Democrat candidates for president who have talked about confiscation, who have talked about literally coming to get people's guns. That's a non-starter in this country. I got to tell you, Matt, that's a (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that doesn't you sound like a stay, very good idea.
1: It won't go over too well, I guess. I should say, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Now you'll see me and a bunch of people on my side. I mean, we'll go, we'll go to the mat to protect our guns. I just, I think we gotta somehow come together and figure out more effective ways to keep guns away from bad people.
1: Yeah, speaking of guns, I, I, I I'm not even sure you might not want to talk about this, but it makes me think of that musket tweet you got in trouble for with a. Uh,
2: my favorite tweet.
1: <laughs> okay, um, then let's talk about it. Yeah, what's the deal? Why the the out, the, red, the ready outrage? Because you say get ready to grab your muskets, whatever it was, right? And I read that and I think it's like a harkening back to the revolution, talking about nobody has a fucking musket. I don't give a shit about that. In terms of do I am I scared of that? It's just a it's it's an idea that you're harkening back to, and you're trying to. It doesn't seem like an actual call to violence. It doesn't even seem like that's on the precipice of a possibility, right? But Man. I think now there's this weird blend of people, people want to say something that everyone's talking all at once. People want to say something that people are actually going to listen to. And then they go too far, or whatever, or too far, and they get in trouble for it. And everybody's policing everybody else. And so you're looking at stuff now where it's the deplatforming thing. We don't want yeah. to hear that. We don't want to have that in 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 this on this social media platform. Where do you
2: stand on the deplatforming thing? That's it easy. I mean, again, keep government out. This this weird notion of of government trying to do anything to Facebook or Twitter or any of these platforms. Right. Keep government out. Um, Matt, you talk about that, that musket tweet. You're right. I mean, I got a lot of shit for that. Yeah. A lot of people thought it was a call for violence. Come on. A musket. How many people have a musket and how effective could a musket be? Um, I did, I did tweet out another musket tweet two weeks after that one. And I said, no matter who becomes president, I'm going to grab my musket every day and fight for freedom. It's like though we, people in our politics now, you try to be as outrageous as you can. Um, you, like, like that AOC when she said this past week that what's going on down at the border and she used the phrase concentration camps. Yeah, I think she knew what she was saying and I, I thought that was kind of a stupidly outrageous thing to say but there's a, there's a premium mm. for people in the public square if they can be outrageous.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that certainly got the conversation going. I mean, that day was just people trying to come up with the right definition of concentration camp. And then we're talking about something else, you know? I mean, that's what I find to be the problem. It's like people want to get outraged instead of taking what the person said and just talking about that, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, And then it's just... And people people might want to be victims. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to be a victim on, on Twitter and social media. And that's the weird thing about Trump because there's no bigger victim in the world than Trump. I mean, every day he's complaining or whining about. If you really look at his tweets, Matt, yeah. every tweet is about how poorly he's being treated. Yeah, he's Pres- like the biggest victim in the world.
1: Presidential harassment. That's true. Because you start to you think of victim victim ideology, victimhood ideology, and you th- you just think that's a part of the left. But that's not at all no. true right now. Everyone oh, is looking for every reason to be offended and say, look what that side did. Look what that person did. I don't, where the fuck did that come from? I don't remember it being like that just even a few years ago. It just seems like there's such cash value now. There's such power in being able to convince other people that you were victimized. Yeah. And it's almost like um, a power
2: thing at this point. You know, it's a power. thing. Yeah. Look at how many. Hey, look at how many death threats I got after that musket tweet, Matt, man. I got so many death threats and we thump our chest and say, look at me. Look at me. I'm a victim. Um, we do that way too much. It sucks. Poli- political correctness sucks as well, though. And it's it's like back in the old days, you could say stuff and people wouldn't call you a racist yeah. or try to get you kicked off the air or something. It's like we're all so sensitive now about things people say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Political correctness is interesting because you look at the numbers on that and nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. And yet, and also you could say, I mean, I would definitely argue that anti-political correctness sentiment is one of the main reasons Trump is in office. You yes, know, the whole thing was well. At least he says what he means, and everyone else seems so careful and so measured and so so much like a career politician that he comes through. And it's almost just the simple idea that he's saying what he means is of value. And what I don't get is why, if everybody hates it, why is it still such? A thing people need to abide by, because clearly it works when someone doesn't count out to it. You can become president. So what's that? What what is that? Why are people constantly political correct when they know people hate it?
2: What's going on there? In your mind, I, I think, I, I think Matt, it's one of those issues that where the minority dominates. There is a minority of people in this country who advocate that we be politically correct that we uh we watch what we say about minorities or the lgbtq mm. community and even though the majority believes we've gone too far that 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 loud minority of people can dictate what big corporations do big corporations are typically scared to death they don't want to be politically incorrect your neck of the woods hollywood you guys hate to be politically incorrect I, I always loved Jerry Seinfeld, and I think it was Seinfeld who said a couple of years ago, I, I will never perform on a college campus again. Yeah. It's like they give you a list of the 30 groups of people you can't make fun of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, comedians now, a lot of them won't, oh. won't go to colleges. I mean, my brother's no. a comedian, and I have a lot of comedian friends just through him, and they... It depends on your brand a bit, but like if you're floating at all in the middle and you kind of have a broader uh, fan base, you're just gonna get in trouble. And I find actually that the ones that never apologize and just say, yeah, it was a joke, Uh, this, that, they're the ones that don't get fucked over. The ones that actually say, I'm sorry. Uh, Look, if you actually fuck up, obviously apologize. But if you make some joke that you like your musket thing, you're not going to yeah. fucking apologize for that because who gives a shit? No. You know what you meant, and you know that people should hear it the way you meant it because it's not that gray. Right. But if it's almost like the apology itself is what turn, get, actually gets you into trouble, which I find kind of kind of strange because it's what everyone's calling for, what everyone's pressuring you to do, and then if you listen to what that pressure then it hurts you. And if you don't, people fucking forget about it the next day. It's really interesting. They're going to be outraged about something else tomorrow, you know?
2: It's this, it's this stupid expression of woke. That's yeah. that's. this is going to be really interesting with Joe Biden.
0: Yeah. Because
2: all these young candidates, they want him to be more woke. Yeah. And he said that thing a couple days ago, way back in the day. He even worked with a couple segregationists. Yeah, right. He, people he... Didn't like, he said, yeah. but he worked with him to get some other shit done. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But people demanded Biden apologize. And interestingly, Matt, Biden said, apologize for what? Yeah. Well, I hope he I hope he stays there.
1: I think he will, because I think he's if there hopefully if there's one thing he learned, it's that if I want to win, I can't be running around apologizing. You know, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And what I find harmful about that is that things people actually should apologize for are probably going to slip through the cracks because now the apologize has lost all of its value. Everyone's apologizing for everything because they're forced to, and it has no value, you know? Um, because I look at Ralph Northam apologizing, and I think that's not... I don't know what that... Why? I mean, that's a, that's a grave fuck up i mean what his what was in his yearbook like that's yeah. a real yeah. fucking thing to really apologize about and really make yeah. yourself known to be sincere about it just immediately becomes politicized and as i guess it should i mean it's, it's pretty natural in that in that in that specific instance but i just find that the act of apology seems so rote now that yeah. it doesn't even matter if they mean it and you can't even tell anymore if they do, because, you know, everyone has to do it because they're told to do it. You know, I even thought that with the Biden thing that he apologized for uh, that video he made. Well, what the fuck was that?
2: The, the putting his hand on women's shoulders or something? Yeah. I, to me, that was nothing. That's just who he is. Yeah. And I look, I understand that this is a problem, though, like we've changed. Like if if, uh, if if I was out there with you right now, I'd give you a big hug if I met you. Right. And so like weird stuff, you got to be careful. I don't think that's progress. Yeah. Um, Biden should just kind of say, "Look, this is the world I lived in. Yeah. When you saw a woman, you hugged her, you kissed her. But you can't do that shit anymore." It is. It is pretty
1: pretty interesting. Yeah. I mean, him, his whole thing has always been he makes those gaffes, you know. And it, yeah. And it's, and it's interesting to me when someone says, "Well." We can't pick Biden because he is always fucking up saying the wrong thing. And I think, excuse me, do you know who the fuck is president right now? It's just (laughs) no one's going to give a shit when Biden fucks up if he's the nominee because what are you going to compare him to? You know what I mean? Exactly. And the purity test gets us into trouble, I think, on the left constantly. The purity test, because everyone's going to say something wrong all the time. With the microphone in their face all the fucking time, they're always going to say something wrong. And... To rip someone to shreds for saying one thing wrong here, one thing wrong there, it just defeats the whole purpose of the conversation, you know.
2: I think you nailed it, Matt. If if, if you guys go down the road of that purity test, I think that's the only way Trump wins.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, you so you definitely think Democrats are primed to win in
2: twenty twenty. I I uh, I'd be I'd be really stunned if Trump won. I think he barely won. Uh, you look at his own polls, okay. Trump's own polls. Biden is kicking his ass in all the key states. Some of the other candidates are as well. Yeah. I think Trump has lost some supporters. Look, look This tariff bullshit, yeah. he's lost farmers in Iowa and in the Midwest. Um, he's lost a lot of support. Uh, he's still got his crazies who will go to the rallies. Yeah. The only way Trump wins, I believe, again, is if you nominate somebody – who promises people free everything.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of those rallies, uh, the, key, the, the you know about this QAnon stuff, right?
2: Yeah, I don't know real well about it. I purposely haven't paid attention to it, but yeah.
1: It's a fucking trip, man. The whole <laughs> idea, they think that JFK Jr. is still alive yeah. and he's going to come back and be Trump's running mate in 2020.
2: I didn't know that. To save us
1: from the deep state.
2: And I think, okay,
1: well, if a human being on Earth is capable of actually holding that thought in their head and believing it, (laughs) then we're fucked, you know. And I watch Trump's rallies sometimes, and I see these cute people in the background, and I just
2: think, where the fuck are people getting their information? Well, I will say this, Matt. And again, because Trump's president right now, we're seeing the absolute crazies on the right. Yeah. I mean, the balls. You We really do have crazies on both sides.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But you're, you're right. They're out there now. They're on TV every night now when Trump has a rally. And it's some pretty scary shit. And again, too many people in my business feed them that stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Have you seen... um? I want to talk to you a little bit about, have you seen any of those deep fake things, those things that look like someone is talking? It's like you could put anybody's face on any video, make make them look like they're talking about anything. And I think a lot about what you were talking about with Trump, the obfuscation of the truth, right? He says anything and then you don't know what to believe and then the truth doesn't even matter anymore. And we're going down that route on, I feel like social media sort of uh, emboldens believe what you want. Mentality, and I just think we're going down a route that the truth only going to get blurrier and blurrier, right? And I'm talking about the objective truth that you and I can look at and form our opinions about and have different opinions about it Bingo. but we still know what the fucking thing is that happened, you know? And my biggest concern right now is I think that the truth now is obscured but it seems to be on a path where it's going to be completely indecipherable. And I look at us now, the conversation we're having, not us specifically, but the country, and I think that's the last fucking thing we need, you know?
2: Every every politician lies, uh, but we've never in our lives had anything like this. Again, Trump's whole life has been a lie. Um, his legacy i believe will be as you just said the absolute destruction of the truth yeah and i'm telling you what matt and i tell my listeners this the next time there's a democrat president elected none of my listeners are going to have any right complaining that this democrat president isn't telling the truth because they enabled and allowed this guy to get away with it every day
1: yeah i mean that's kind of what i'm scared of people being so angry on the left Myself included. I mean, I'm angry about him and everything, a lot of the things he's done. But my concern is that the anger will make us sort of break the rules in the same way, not the rules, but the rules of the game in the same way that Trump supporters have, which is, I don't care how that person is. I don't care what they do or how they talk. I just care about what they're doing. And to me, that is the is the biggest potential problem because if we stop caring about that, then I don't really know what the fuck to care about, you know?
2: Hey, again, I always come back to this, Matt, the country's divided my brother and I don't think we're ever going to be united again. We're not, you and I are just not disagreeing about tax cuts and whether to build a stupid wall at the border. I mean, people in this country now believe in two completely different Americas. And I would argue that my America, the people who believe in my America, we tend to be old and white, and we're dying. Um, the younger people believe in a different America, but it's a divide, and I, I don't, I don't think we'll ever be united again.
1: Before I let you go, not to play um, devil's advocate too much, but yeah. I would,
2: in a, in a way, I mean,
1: I I agree, I agree with a lot of what you're saying, uh, specifically about this too. But I look at history and throughout history there's always been these deeply entrenched factions usually one versus the other back to tories and Whigs, you know uh yeah and so sometimes i wonder do i think this just because i'm here now and i'm hearing the actual conversation every day do you ever think think about this like does this ever come i mean i know you do but what to you makes this a worse moment than any moment before this
2: that, hey, Matt, that's a really great point, man. And we always forget. Yeah. We, think, we think like our time, it, it was never, no other time was like this. Right. I I, uh, I taught American government and I taught American history. And when I'm done with all this political bullshit, I'm going to go back and teach. And the average empire, Matt, lasts about 240 years. Throughout history, the average empire lasts 240 years. We're there. Yeah. Um, and then I look at, I look at the progression. Look, it's, Easy to see. We've been on a straight line from a totally free society to a society with a really big government, and it's almost a direct line. Mm. Um, And I don't see that changing. And I think we're at a breaking point.
1: Yeah. And do you listen to this candidate uh, Andrew? I think you posted about something about Andrew Yang recently. His ideas about how to sort of take this 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 moment yeah. we're in and re jigger it sort of and take it in another guy. direction. Yeah, interesting
0: guy.
1: I think I think and I, I like him, but I think if it's gonna be fixed, it's gonna take some radical idea like that that I don't have in my brain because it seems like we're going down a path that is just like you're saying. I mean, 240 years, I guess. Yeah, we're right on
2: that, right? We're right on that, and I've been saying for a long time that um, I don't think any, I don't think any election is going to fix the country. I don't think any piece of legislation is going to fix the country. I think the only fix comes from out here. Yeah, the American people getting off of their ass and demanding what they want. I talk a lot about revolution. Bernie does too. Yeah, I do. I do believe we're genuinely into about 10 years into the third American Revolution. I believe the Civil War was the second American Revolution. I think it could get ugly down the road, um, I, I don't know. But I, I know we're going through something that we have not gone through as a country, I believe, since the Civil War.
1: That's a fucking interesting thought. Fuck, that'll keep I, me up at night.
2: I don't want to bum you out
1: as you head into the weekend, man. But <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 I'm always bummed out about this shit. It's not you. It's <laughs> hey, you we have.
2: Good man, this has been great. It's been fun. Yeah, thank
1: you. Yeah, I'd love to have you back, man. I'm a fan of yours. I'm always listening, and even when I disagree, I I, I love it. So
2: anytime, anytime you want, I'll come out there. You and I'll sit down and have a drink. I'm a tequila man. We'll we'll talk about this shit. All it's right. fun. Let's do it, man. Keep in touch. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> do